Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico from the Made in China podcast in Source Finesia. Uh, before I jump into describing this week's episode, I just wanted to let you guys know, of course, we have the YouTube channel, the Source Finesia YouTube channel. Um, got some great videos on there, including, you know, how to visit, how, what to look out for when you're visiting factories, uh, why you shouldn't negotiate too much with suppliers. Uh, the most recent video we put out is uh, Five Days in Nantong. So Nantong is a city in northern China. I was there for five days doing a QC inspection at a factory. Uh, very, very interesting things transpired. Like, uh, just you kind of see the typical, like, going to a factory, what a typical factory looks like, uh, going for dinner with the boss where the boss orders a million dishes and, and a bunch of beer tries to get me drunk. Um, I even had a chance to hang out and with his family, extended family and friends, and some weirdness ensued there. Lots of hogging and I, I, I guess I have to say cuddling. I, I don't know how else to describe it, but yeah, no, it's it's a very very interesting video. Um, I was only supposed to be in Nantong for two days, ended up being there for five, just because we had a tumultuous relationship with that particular supplier. So yeah, it's up on the YouTube channel right now. Check it out. Uh, obviously, I'll provide a link in the show notes on the website as well. All right. So this week's episode is another one that I've done with Noam. Uh, as usual, me and Noam uh, do our little, you know, ruminations, contemplations on life. Uh, but this one is more just like catching up on things because it had been a while since we spoke. I think it had been like maybe a month, uh, a month and a half since we'd done one of these podcasts as I was traveling and he was traveling. And, you know, just getting back into the groove of things. So, yeah, without further ado, enjoy. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. I guess the last time we spoke was just before my holiday. Um, a lot of things have happened since that time period. Uh, it's been interesting. Like uh, we, I had I had to fire one of my employees. The guy that was doing an internship with with me also left because I pretty much decided that he wanted to go back to school, which was fine because the internship was never supposed to be long term. Um, and then one of my other employees got sick, so she had to quit. She had to quit, and you know, because uh, she had medical, she had to go for medical treatments and stuff. So it was, it was interesting. It's like we went from like having you know five, six employees to like three, <laughs> to like three people in the office in the space of uh, you know two months, month and a half. Um, but yeah, now now we're in the process of rehiring and. Uh, I just I also a lot of lessons that I learned from that situation was in terms of just having a, a big not I can I guess you can't say five employees is a big staff but having five people in the office means you know your overhead becomes significant and to increase to that size as quickly as we did like we went from three to three to six like in you know in an equivalent amount of time like a couple months. Um, it wasn't necessary, you know. So that was a, le- a lesson that I learned. Like maybe the people that I hired, uh, maybe the positions that I hired them for wasn't necessary in terms of like just getting a bunch of people to do project management. 
um, I could probably have handled the same amount of projects with, you know, two two less people, and then maybe hired um, those people and hired people in other positions, whether it's I don't know marketing or uh, sales or something like that. So uh, that, that was a good good lesson for me. And uh, what else has been going on? Um, yeah, the, uh, we finished up our China business registration since the last time I spoke to you. Was, we uh, we didn't have a China license. We've got a China license right now. I just got I just finished up my banking last week as well. It's a that's a very interesting, long, arduous, tedious process. But I would say people should keep in mind like when you're doing the China business registration one it takes a very long time and two it's always more expensive than you think it is um, you know we I thought that it was going to be about 5k it's more turned out to be closer to like 12 Damn. 14 15 that's ridiculous 12, 14 15,000 yeah it's just the stuff that our firm like our uh, and it's, this is not like money that's being paid to like the agent it's just like the government like there's all these requirements that i don't maybe maybe the girl that was handling my uh, account just dropped the ball and didn't explain everything that she needed to explain but like you know we paid them a certain amount of money to do the license and you know i thought that was it um but then at the end it was like oh okay so now you're, you have to open your bank account uh, we went. We got our license approved to open up a business bank account, and then in order to go to get our actual like bank card and like uh, the dongle for transfers, we had to put about ten thousand dollars into a Chinese bank account. And I was like, "Wait, but why didn't you tell me this? Like, <laughs> tell me this three months ago, four months ago, when we started this process. Like, you don't think that would have been?" relevant information for me to know that I had to put $10,000 into a Chinese bank account in order to actually get my business bank account up and running, you know, so there's been all that stuff and, you know, like there's other things in terms of setting up like our, uh, some of the benefits for the, you know, the staff and then accounting uh, with the Chinese government because you have to report every month in China um, and then the yearly annual report as well with taxes so all that's and then like the funny thing is we started our registration I think we officially got our license in August um, so that was uh, Q3 right and then I'm like why do I have to go through this uh, process of like reporting stuff and like uh, you know renewing my license when I just got my license like two months ago and we only just opened up our bank account like like fucking a few weeks ago uh, and they were like, yeah, if you had got your license in Q4, then you wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> but it, because you got your license in Q3, you have to do it. And I'm like, fuck, man. It's just uh, just a lot of unexpected expenses that go into it. But it, it's, you know, it's good. So now I know next year what to expect. I mean, the process was long, but it was relatively smooth because of the agency that we worked with. But it's just, there's just little things that I feel like, you know, they should have mentioned three, four months ago, so I was just prepared for it. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't know. I'd be I'd be frustrated too, and I mean, it's good that you at least had the money to be able to put in that bank account. Because imagine if it was back in the uh, the dog days, the real the real tough days, where you might not have had that money. I mean, you wouldn't 
you probably wouldn't be at the point where you want to register a Chinese yeah, business, I mean, but it's yeah, still exactly. like, that's what a, the that's, fuck, that's like, what thing. am I supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, that's, a, and exactly, that's another thing is like, uh, uh, there's a reason why I've waited such a long time, and we, we, we had a Hong Kong license, of course, but I, I mean, we've been operating in mainland uh, since 2015, early 2015, so, you know, we're going on like two and a half years, so... It was always my goal eventually to get a Chinese business license. It just made sense. We just had to. We just had to get to a stage where it was like literally affecting our business. And I, I noticed like in the last year or so, um, just in terms of hiring employees, that was always an issue. Um, getting a certain caliber of employee or somebody with a certain level of experience, they were expecting us to have our roots on the ground in, in China. And there's just like the, the the negatives are we can't give certain benefits to employees like pay for their social insurance or get them like better you know health insurance and stuff like that because if they get their individual health health insurance or they have to pay social insurance individually it's more expensive so they end up getting plans that are um you know lower like value or whatever but through the business it's it's cheaper for them and it's cheaper for us and, and then they get better benefits so there's like things like that 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 were hindering us. And I was like, yeah, you know, we have to get to a certain level of, of finance. Um, I mean, I think for any small businessman having to put, it's not just the fact that we had to put $10,000 there. It's also just the fact that it has to stay there for a certain amount of time. Mm. And uh, I think for any small business, uh, you know, any startup business, having $10,000 sitting somewhere that you can't access is huge yeah i i would not be able to do that right now i can say that because i need my my money to be fluid so i can transfer it back and forth between places for sure yeah i mean it's just i mean that shit is operations man it's operations it's cash flow it's me being able to invest in certain things like marketing and certain initiatives that i want to push forward so it is uh yeah it's frustrating but overall uh it's positive because we have the license, we have the bank account. Like by this time next year, I feel like we should be in a position where we have everything. We've had everything sorted for a while, and then maybe we're also we've also been able to hire certain Chinese employees that we weren't able to access before. You know, so um, I I told my staff before I was like, yeah, it sucks because we're spending so much money on this stuff, but. The reality is this is a long-term play, and this also shows you guys that I'm committed to expanding in China and like setting our roots here. You know, so the the other side of this is uh, besides the sourcing part of it and the employees thing, like this allows me to do more here in terms of uh, other potential business opportunities. You know. Um, just having a Chinese bank account and being able to pay Chinese suppliers in, in R&B uh, and, and move money in and out of, of the country. Um, that just allow, that it allows me to do more things in other years. And I, I mean, that's a conversation for another podcast, some stuff that I have planned for next year, but yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like nothing too terrible happened, but it sounds like a lot of lessons. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just fine. I mean, this is... Uh, okay, so uh, we've talked about mastering the Rockefeller habits before. And uh, one of the things that they said in the book was that, you know, a fast-growth company is a company that makes uh, 20%, has 20% growth in revenue plus 
a year, right? And a fast growth company, for a fast growth company, every quarter is like a year. So, you know, our growth from last year was over 200% in revenue. Um, so, I mean, well, we're definitely a fast growth company and it proves to me when I look at like how the second quarter of this year was, how insane that was, and then the third quarter with how amazing that was financially, and then now, well, no, second quarter, uh, yeah, yeah, third quarter, how amazing that was financially, and all the stuff that happened, and then now, you know, going into the fourth quarter, and all the stuff that's happening, it's like, yeah, every quarter this year has been, like, a year, you know, we've either been hiring two more people, or, you know, we made four times the amount of money that we made the previous month, or, um, you know, we had, like, I don't know, the business registration or we moved into another office or like it's always been, there's always been big things. So I'm not surprised that in the last three, two to three months, all this stuff has happened. It's just more like it's all new things. It's all, you know, new, a new, a new plane, a new plane that I'm not used to. So like, you know, revenue growth, that's great. Like, uh, but that's been happening. Right. But like, hiring people and then losing a bunch of people in a short space of time for various different reasons or going through the Chinese business license registration is something that's new. It's not, it's not, uh, something that I've done before and it's not something I could predict. So that's the only thing about it. That's, that makes it frustrating. Is just, I couldn't plan for it. Yeah. But it's like with a lot of stuff, especially something new, it's like, you just kind of have to jump into it and you know, you learn as you go. And that's kind of what I'm realizing life is, basically, but also most of entrepreneurship. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I just I always look at it like, yeah, man, okay, so, you know, fire, the, the, the person that I fired, I learned from that experience tremendously. Um, it's not the first time that I fired somebody, but this was the first time that I fired somebody who didn't agree with the reasons why I was firing them, but kind of was a very negative uh presence and kind of still neg is a negative presence in, in our office so I was like okay this is some, this is an experience to learn from in terms of how I handled that how I told uh, the person that they were getting let go you know all that stuff is stuff that I can learn from yeah for sure um, I guess I'll take over and tell you about what's been going on with me so yeah like uh, man when I think about it, I feel like it's just yesterday, but at the same time, there's like so much stuff that's happened. So I guess I'll talk about some of the more negative things. Basically, most of my October got shot because I uh, I got this some sort of like infection, and then I think uh, there's maybe a partial burnout and maybe some other stuff going on, but I just couldn't do anything for most of the month, which definitely sucked, um, didn't uh, end up living off the street, which is good, and health is okay, which is good. But uh, yeah, it made me realize, you know, over the past calendar year, uh, I've burnt out or gotten fatigued a lot, and I've gotten sick a lot, though it was kind of like I caught something from someone else, and I didn't know why. But it's kind of, I'm just realizing how important health is. So I made a decision for the rest of the quarter to cut my work down by 30% so I have more flexibility to sleep and um, to kind of just take expand my day, relax a bit more. But the funny thing is, in doing that, I've become like laser focused 
and I'm getting a lot more done, I feel. But I can also feel that within the time I allot myself for work, I still like my work still expands to fill that time. So it's Parkinson's law in effect. So I'm still, again, cutting my work hours and, you know, trying to relax and seeing what happens, but uh, we're going from there. Now, big things in business, um, my entire account setup, I wrote the SOP. So remember, this was about a, uh, what was it? a few months ago, I asked you about giving instructions to people via video or via text, because I didn't want to write out all the steps for this via text because it was so much, but because I... I'm dealing with, uh, you know, people in the Philippines and I feel like they're probably better if they, they read everything like line by line. That's what I did. I wrote it all out and I don't know. It's so funny with outsourcing and, and handing it to people. You're always kind of scared to give to someone else, but the VA I hired, he was a bit more expensive, but he basically did all the work I would do in maybe one hour extra for like 20 bucks. And he set up the account perfectly using the SOP. So I was really proud of myself. And that takes off a lot of work um, so that it's like completely automated the setup. So that's really awesome. Um, another thing is I used to get a lot of clients on Upwork through a pitching process that me and uh, our friend Ryan developed together. But uh, now I want to get off that because I just don't like doing it because it it's a lot of manual work and labor and stuff and I want to get off Upwork. So what I've actually been doing is uh, and what a lot of our friends are getting into is LinkedIn, LinkedIn marketing because LinkedIn is like, if you're getting on LinkedIn right now, it's like getting in on Google AdWords when it just started or cold email. Um, and cold email still works, AdWords still work, but LinkedIn is just so new and nobody gets inquiries there that if you're doing it, like you can just fly and then most of my time right now is just spent on sales calls. Like right after this, I have a sales call, so it's great. Um, a lot of opportunities and uh, I have all these tools now that I'm building out to, to run this LinkedIn marketing. Um, and what's cool is I'm also developing a sales process so that eventually this can be handled by uh, a rep. So the first hire that I did was the VA for the account setup. The next hire is going to be a project manager for just some basic uh, management and also handling this, the basics of this LinkedIn marketing because it's, until it gets to the point where you need to be on a call, you don't really need that much sales experience because uh, it's all basically scripted out. But it's really exciting. Um, sometimes I have to say, you know, I look at what I'm doing and it gets, I feel like, ah, oh, you know, this isn't really the most fun. But then I think about, you know, how the systems are working, getting set up, and how I can see myself building myself out of this company uh, slowly but surely, which is awesome. And then I sometimes think about, you know, would I rather be on weird hour sales calls and, and grinding away? Or would I be, would I rather be, you know, in an office um, nine to five with a boss and something I really don't care about doing work that doesn't matter? Because um, right now my focus is getting better at sales. And, you know, it's kind of frustrating sometimes when I'd like to be better. But I'm grateful for all this stuff because I'm learning so much. It's crazy. It's like going back to school over again, except the better you get here, the more money you make and the easier it gets, which is awesome. So yeah, going forward with uh, this last quarter, um, I'm still trying to increase my revenue by 20%, which did happen last quarter, which was amazing. And basically automating marketing, um, which is happening really fast using these tools, which is awesome. 
and uh, I'm booking a lot of calls, which is great too. And the thing is with the calls, I know just the more I do them, the better I'll get. So yeah, that's where we are right now with the business. Um, and yeah, I'm just working forward on that. Nice. Uh, I think me and you talked about this before briefly, but I just found it interesting that after vacation, it took a while to actually get ramped up into work. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That that's another thing too. Is uh, I kind of got sick and stuff. Like I can't control getting an infection. That's not really on my thing. But I think the burnout happened because um, I tried to jump into work too fast, even though I thought I was chilling out. I think I've just accepted that I'm going to go through these high energy, low energy phases. It's just how I work and how my brain kind of starts firing. But I remember you said for you, like, it was, what was it, like a month until you started kind of being at peak productivity? Yeah, 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 it was, uh, and, and the funny thing was, for me, it was like, I, yeah, I was gone for a month, so I was expecting myself to hit the ground running, but, you know, I got back and just, I was still kind of in vacation mode and still not as productive and just, I was very confused <laughs> as to why that was, but. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm still trying to figure out why. I don't know if it's the length of the vacation because I thought the length of the vacation meant that I was going to miss work uh, more. Um, but no, it took me a while to ramp up. Maybe that's just, I don't know, maybe that's just a normal thing. It just takes a while to get back into yeah. the Google things. I found like when I got back, because I expected myself to be working slower, so I did that. But maybe, I don't know, it's, I don't know, it's weird. Maybe it's, it's also like you haven't been on a vacation in a while, so maybe your body was kind of like, yeah, you, we're going to enjoy this a bit longer. I don't know. Um, it's weird. It's kind of like with energy, you, you try to stay on a good routine. You try and do your stuff every day. But sometimes like your body and your brain will – it's hard to tell if you need to take it easier or if you're, I guess, being lazy a bit, you know, if your brain's playing tricks on you. I think it's kind of like an experience thing and you just get better at it. Yep. yep. Yeah, and I'm also beginning to learn just uh, from that. It's just, you know, I think uh, I think this stuff is always going to ebb and flow. Like you're going to go through situations where you're super productive and then you're going to go through situations where you're a little bit less productive and you get distracted more easily. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, Tim Ferriss talks about the entrepreneurial roller coaster. I think everything is ebbs and flows. It's like last week I was a bit nervous because it's like I didn't have any prospects coming in and sales calls. And then I tweaked uh, my marketing targeting and then like, boom, it was like six or seven calls booked all at once. So yeah, yep. I think it's just ebbs and flows with everything in life. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, that's what I said. Like just before I went on vacation, I was like, yeah, you know, everything's and I want to talk about when I was on vacation and how my staff handled stuff, which is really good. But, I mean, of course, I, I got back, just before I got back, a few things started to roll with the staff. So, it's like, yeah, things can move very, very quickly. And it's just more like, can you roll with the punches and just be comfortable with the... Yeah, there's that thing is successful people are comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think I, I've always been happy with that i've always been like in terms of life and, and certain things in business but yeah like things like productivity i've taken so seriously over the last few years that you know going through a stint where my productivity was low and then i, I didn't know why 
was was frustrating. But I think you know I'm just trying to get myself to a, men, uh, a mental space where it's like I just accept that, and then you know, and especially now that I'm seeing, oh, I'm back into my groove that I was in before I went on holiday. I'm like, yeah, I guess it just took me some time. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's like uh, earlier this week on Monday, like I was so tired, I had no idea why. I was like, what's going on, and then. I was like, well, I got my stuff done today, so whatever. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I had so much energy. It was ridiculous. I got so much extra stuff done. And then today, it's a little bit down. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just you're never going to be operating at the peak, and sometimes you'll miss a few things. But as long as you're getting, like, the main things done and you're pushing the business forward and, you know, your other stuff forward, like taking care of your health, I think those, those are the main things. It's like... If you expect to be 100% every day, I think you're just setting yourself up for frustration and burnout. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, anyways, man, I want to do a quick hit podcast just to get back into a group of things. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's, well, the next one will be in two weeks. I'll try to, I'll try to release this one uh, next week. Even though uh, we've got a couple other ones in the backlog, but those ones are much longer, so they take longer to edit. Yeah, those I'm gonna send you. More expensive uh, to edit. <laughs> I'll send you a folder with all the uh, the backlog because I had like, I think it was like 50 gigs of our recorded podcasts. So I turned them into MP3s, and I'll send you the folder so you can shoot them right. over to the editor. All right, man. Cool. Yeah, it was good talking to you. Let's uh, again catch up in two weeks, and we'll do more. We chat. R word back and forth. Okay. Cheers. All right. TMA. Oh, oh wait. Oh. Outros, I guess. Oh, outros. Yeah. All right. Um, you guys want to get in touch with me? Uh, Constant Client Systems. Check out our website, constantclientsystems.com. All we do is automating lead generation. So we get people, clients sent straight to their inbox automatically and we bolt on right to their business. And if you have any questions about business or systems or just want to chat about life, just send me an email, noam at constantclientsystems.com. Nice. nice. And if you want to get in touch with me, it's rico at sourcefindasia.com. It's R-I-C-O at sourcefindasia.com uh, or podcast at sourcefindasia.com. Drop us some five-star reviews, man. I was checking uh, iTunes. I was like, it's been, a, it's been a few months since we got a five-star review. Come on, guys. Got to get those five stars in, bro. Five stars, please. <laughs> All right. All right and also check out check out our YouTube channel, Source Foundation YouTube channel. Yeah, wait. Did you release the Day in the Life thing? I've been checking. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's next couple weeks. I just got like the final version. Yeah, you know, this is part of the productivity thing. I was putting off uh, the Day in the Life stuff. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just got the final version uh, two weeks ago. And then, but the thing is, I also have another uh, video that they were editing called um, Five Days of Not Talk to Me Visiting Factory a Factory Up North. So I kind of want to release that one first. Uh, yeah. And then release the Day in the Life Part 1. Well, a little tell, bit tell me and tell the subscribers when you release it because I'm really excited to actually see that. Both of those, actually. Yeah, yeah man. Cheers.